This is the Straight from the Net podcast with Jamie and Danielle. We say bad words and talk about inappropriate things that you may not want your coworkers, small children, or the easily offended to hear. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, everybody. This is the Straight from the Net podcast. I'm Danielle. I am Jamie. <laughs> as long as we're singing. Hey, y'all. We are. <laughs> it is Sunday. It is Sunday, 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 August 16th. The weather outside is shitty and rainy and <laughs> not hot. At least the humidity is not happening today. No, it's no, not humid. It's Are not no humidity? humid. It's just gross. So it's a different kind of gross. You know, I've been having like these issues where, and I don't know if anybody else notices it, but I don't remember in all of my years, and I'm 43 at this point, so in my... God, you're 43? I know. So fucking old. Um, I can't remember a time when the entire summer was a humidity fest. I mean, it's been this way for a few years for me. Like, I don't remember it being like all the time, though. And the doctors are like, Jamie, once you know you lose all this weight, you're not going to hate summer as much. That's a fucking lie. Oh, no, 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 no. That That's, is a fucking lie. Because yeah. it doesn't matter if you're fat or skinny. If you have always hated summer... Like me. Yeah. I'm a fall child. <laughs> I'm a fall child. It does not matter. <laughs> Summer is gross any way you look at it. First of all, the bugs come out. There's bees. Something's always flying at your face. Yeah. Like flies, bees, wasps. Right. Skeeters, cicada killers. Like they're right. all like up in your grill all yeah. the time. And I just remember we had the cicada killer out front, and you were like, there's a really big bee flying around your yard. I was like, can you open the door so I can get away from the murder hornet? (laughs) Um, (laughs) She really did. That happened. So, yeah, and there's mosquitoes, and I'm allergic to mosquitoes, and, you know, I welt. I don't don't just get a little bump. Like, I get, like, full-grown, like, three inches in diameter fucking welts from a mosquito bite. I'm allergic to them. And I just don't like summer. Yeah. Like, I don't like summer. I like very end of summer where, like, the days are still warm enough to go swimming, but the nights you got to throw on a hoodie and go sit by a fire. Oh, okay. Like, that yeah. is my time of year. That's when Jamie fucking thrives, man. <laughs> That's when Jamie's like, let's get out in nature. Oh, my God. Nature. And by nature, she means on a sidewalk somewhere and not remotely close to, like, hiking. Right. Like, <laughs> that's not true. That's I know you walked around. You walked around Lums Ponds. I walk around Lump's Pond. Me and Sally one year did the um hike up on um up to Turkey. What about the Turkey fuck? Point? Turkey, Turkey Hill Point, Point or something. Turkey like that? Point uh, yeah. Lighthouse. Like yeah. Like there's been there's Jamie, some moments you Jamie, rally. Jamie rallies when she has to. Oh. <laughs> well, I'm thinking, you know, poor Sally at this point. You know, she like wants to go do things, and she always do, does things with you. So you kind of have to, you know, right? And I'm I'm very good about it when Sally's like, okay, so Sally likes to do that thing at Caraval Park that they have in the like the fall where oh the yeah, sleep, sleep under, under the, the stars. stars. <clears throat> I'm not down for that, dude. I'm not. First of all, I don't want to sleep outside <laughs> in the elevator. That'd be fun. In the in the, and I don't like if if I'm in a tent, I want an air mattress, and I don't just want any air mattress. I want an air mattress with one of those frames underneath, so it's up off the floor. <laughs> like I want my own personal bedroom suite um, that everybody else is not allowed in, and the only time you enter it. Is when it's bedtime because I don't want sand, dirt, bugs, anything in my bedroom sweet tent. Like bedroom sweet tent. Right. I need something close to an electrical outlet so I can put a fan up in there because if all I'm hearing is the 
noises of the nighttime. <laughs> the <laughs> like, noises of the nighttime. Like, I'm like, is that a werewolf? Like, oh my god, you're in Carousel Park! It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I'm like, one of these fucking horses are gonna get angry, stampede through here, I'm not gonna hear it, I'm gonna die. That is not gonna happen. You're so like, dramatic. I, I am it. not about nature. At I all. know. Everybody everybody that listens to this podcast at this point absolutely does know that Which you're not about so nature. Which is so crazy because when Paco takes me to um, Smith, Smith Lake Mountain or Smith Mountain Lake, mm-hmm. it's one of those two. I'm not sure. It's in Virginia. Right. I fucking love it. Like, I'm in the water. I got dragonflies landing on me. I'm outside right. on the back deck looking at the beautiful lake. And I'm like, la. But it's only that place and it's only for that week. After right. that, I'm like, you know what? I'm fucking done. Take me to somewhere else. Like, yeah, I'm done with this. I, take me home to my house, to my bed, to my shower. I know. I was actually just thinking. I'm like, I wanted to do something um, I think we know we were supposed to go to the Poconos next weekend and it got canceled. And I was like, I really want to do something. And I was like, oh, you know, I'm like, we could always like rent one of those little cabins at like, you know, Holly Lake or something. But I was like, God, do I really want to do that? I'm like, then you got to eat out all weekend. You know what I mean? Right. And, and you, you can bring your own. Somewhere else. You can bring your own <clears throat> stuff, but then you're just like, then you got to clean up. Like, it's like. I know. I'm it's not, it's not a vacation. No, but I'm like, you know, I don't really want to, like, spend money on going to the beach. Because remember, we went, it was like $600, 600 and change. I'm like, I'm going to spend $600 for just one weekend. You know, I don't know. I'm just like, I wanted to find something to do before the end of the summer. I I mean, we were lucky enough to have that split between us. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, that was, like, nice. But I'm like, just imagine, like, you know, two people going down. That's a lot of money. So yesterday we were at Kathy's and I'm moving the tent from one side of the basement to the other side of the unfinished side of the basement. And Ron says... I don't even know why we're keeping this tent. Kathy refused to go camping. And I was like, don't you know camping for me and Kathy is a hotel without room service? And Kathy got this serious look on her face and she was like, you understand me. (laughs) (laughs) You understand me. That's exactly how I feel. Oh my God. (laughs) I would actually like it. I don't know. I went before. I went to Susquehanna State Park a couple years ago and I thought that was nice. Like, Ew. Now, I actually think that'd be fun. I think, you know, the guy would do it too because he's all like, okay, whatever you want to do. Ew. I, I enjoy that. You know, it's like the first time in my life I've had a yes man. Paco, Paco wouldn't. Whatever you want. Paco you want to used to go, it. Paco used to go camping <sighs> with Devin and he would dread these Boy Scout camping weekends. Oh, really? He dread them. <laughs> and I'm like, I found my soulmate. <laughs> he would go. Yeah. For Devin. Because you have to. Yeah. But like, I know that he is not the one that wants to be camping out in nature. Like, I know. And I'm like, I'm going to marry this man because that alone makes him the best boyfriend for me ever. Like, don't get me wrong. Paco will go to like truck shows and things like that and he'll hang out and, and he'll do his thing and he'll be out in nature. Like, I like to fish, but, and Paco likes to fish, but other than that, like, to sleep out in nature, he's not down with that. Yeah. And I'm okay with that. Like, I'll be like, look, we'll come hang out at your campsite and get drunk and hang out. But at the end of the night, we're rolling to the hotel down the street and we'll see you in the morning, freshly showered, smelling good and not like <laughs> nature and grossness. And we're not sleeping in leaves and bugs and poop. <laughs> leaves and bugs. And poo. Because things poo out in nature, people. You know, I got a good news story about a nature person. Tell me. So this is a really nice segue. I love this. I know. 
So, Bindi Irwin is expecting her first baby. That is so exciting. I know. And I'm like, oh my God, crikey. I just can't believe he's gone still sometimes. You know, I love the memes where they're like, look at this beautiful stingray. And then there's somebody like, we haven't forgotten. <laughs> like, we know what you did. I know. I, know. I think that, like, I see people that will take pictures of stingrays. And I'm like, that thing could just stab you in the heart at any minute. Like, right. no. But, um, yeah, so it says baby. This is according to heart. It's just heart is the thing on they Facebook. Showed, they, they showed her little wedding on Meet the Irwins or whatever it is, that little show. And her little wedding was so cute. They were out in the zoo that they own mm-hmm. and getting married. I was like, oh. I mean, they're just the quintessential like, animal freaking people. And little bitty fucking Irwin is the most adorable thing I've ever seen on this earth. Like, she's just so damn cute. And she's been cute since she was four. I know. Like, we she watched really her is. grow up. Well, it says, Baby Makes Three, a big congrats to Bindi Irwin and her husband Chandler, who just announced they have a baby wildlife warrior due in 2021. We still remember Bindi when she was just a tiny tot herself, taking on crops with Dad Steve. He'd be so proud. He would. Congratulations, and Bindi. And 8,454 people just on this post alone were wishing her congratulations. Because people love her. I, well, it's, it's wild because in this day and age, the worst thing you can do is read comments on anything. Right. Right. Because it doesn't matter what somebody does. like Somebody's I, always a negative There's dickhead. always. And I'm like, and it's so funny. I'm like, I made that, I sort of made that joke where I'm like, you know, somebody could post like a thing of like puppies, like running through like a candy land and happy. You know what I mean? And it, which it, and it's a cartoon. And, and somebody would be like, that's animal abuse. If their puppies eat those candies, they're dead. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That or you're promoting canine diabetes. You know what right. I mean? Like, there's always something. And it's like, it was a cartoon running through a can of, uh, like, a land of lollipops. And like, then, the land of lollipops doesn't even exist. And then little Bindi's pregnant, and the whole world is rejoicing and yes. happy. Everybody, you know what? I, I looked for it. I little was like, Bindi there's got to be somebody. President. <laughs> I know. I was like, there's got to be somebody. There's got to be some whore up in here that's like, yeah. No. Nope. Who? I was waiting for that. Who? Or why do we care? Not a single one. I mean, I mean obviously, I didn't go through all of them, but... It was so nice in this day and age to see a little solidarity of somebody be happy right. for someone. And, you know, we don't see that a lot these days. There's always somebody doing something. Okay, instance. Okay, so our friends the other night went out to the Chesapeake Inn with some rather realtor friends, right? Uh-huh. And they posted a picture of them all outside. Like, uh-huh. they're outside of Chesapeake Inn. And, like, so there were six of them, and they were, like, arm-to-arm getting their picture taken. And somebody went, masks? And, you know, she answered, and she said, well, we were outside. And then somebody else said, yeah, but you're so close together. And it was like, could you just shut the fuck, shut up? The fuck up? Like, just shut the fuck up. I'm, I'm so tired. Just shut up. Look, I'm so tired of you woke fucking warriors I'm on Facebook. I'm so sick of you fucking so people. So tired of it. If it doesn't affect your life directly, shut the fuck up. I know. I just, like, it's so ridiculous oh. that they feel like they have to chime in. And it was like such a nice picture. And these people work so hard. I mean, these are like some of these top realtors that are killing themselves. And they finally got a night out just to enjoy it, like a band and drinks after everything they've been doing. And it's like somebody had to find a way to piss on it. Not one, but two fucking Karen motherfuckers. And I'm like, oh my God. And it took everything I had to not say something because it was like, I didn't want to like, because it's in the same industry, I didn't want them to be like, oh, there's that appraiser, like, you know, causing a ruckus. And then Kathy being like, can you stop causing a ruckus all night? Stop causing a ruckus. Yeah. So, yeah, that was, it was pretty good. So, congratulations, Bindi Irwin. All right. So, speaking of petty. I got, Love it. I'm I'm just whoosh, right segueing into this one. It's from <laughs> oola.com. O-O-L-A.com. Okay. Okay. So, crazy sister-in-law hates hubby's family so much. But his twin gets revenge at Christmas. Oh, my. All right. So, 
And this is a real one. This is a, well, I guess. No, I mean, so it's not like, it's not like a. It's, it's one of those. It's not like a fake this, story. Yeah, this is what I did story. Oh, okay. All right. So t- a tale of revenge. A tale of revenge contains all the elements that's, that all good stories do. Young love, family drama, betrayal, and finally revenge. Oh, and Christmas. Sometimes when a patient woman. <laughs> oh, and Christmas. And sometimes when a patient woman is driven too far, she must strike back to defend her family. Strike. The heroine, I love how they, they're like so into this. The heroine of our story is named Sarah, a typical 25-year-old girl. Sarah prefers, prefers to live a low-key life. She enjoys the small things in life, time with family, petting dogs, and eating food. Seriously? That's what it says. Don't we all like that then? Right. We're all this woman then, because I too like to eat and pet so, dogs. So Sarah has a twin <laughs> brother. The twin brother's name is Mark, and she adores him. Mark has been with his long-term girlfriend, now wife, Kate, since they were 15. This all begins like a happy family, but it's amazing how quickly things can change when the betrayal, when betrayal and Christmas dinner come together. Oh my goodness. A budding problem. While her relationship with Mark was good, Kate has always, that's the, that's the sister-in-law, has always seemed to have a problem with her, fam, her husband's family. It was only little things, but in such important relationships, these things get amplified. During school, Sarah's best friend would often be around Mark and Kate, and Kate was continually complaining that Mark and Sarah's family didn't like her, which was strange because they adored her. Right. But that simply isn't enough for some people. Sarah's family adored Kate so much that Sarah often felt jealous. She viewed Kate as being the outgoing and loud daughter that Sarah's mom had always wanted, but got Kate instead. Kate was always around on birthdays, or got Sarah instead. Kate was always around on birthdays, was always invited to family vacations and family dinners. She was like part of the family, but like festering, like a festering cancer. It started to become apparent that these feelings weren't mutual. There had... um. There occasionally been grumblings from Mark that his girlfriend didn't like his family, but as they got were all teenagers at the time, no one paid any attention to it. They were just right. like, wait, she'll grow out of it. Right. So I'm going to skip a few things. Um, they moved in together. They start planning a wedding. Mm-hmm. Um, so they were saying that, so this girl Kate would stop coming to family dinners and things like that. Right. When they were planning the wedding, they were like, look, there's not going to be any family dances. You won't have any part of planning the ceremony, things like that, which upset the twins' mom. Right. Like, she was very upset. So, they the, they get to the big day. So, um, here, let me find that part. Okay, so they call it the Red Wedding. As the wedding, No, stop. As the wedding approached, Sarah and her family were informed that there wouldn't be any part in planning the ceremony. Neither Mar- Mark nor Kate were able to give them a, a proper reason as to why. It stung and hurt them deeply. Diane was especially hurt. That's the mom. Right. She'd always dreamed of her children's wedding, and now she was being shut out of for unclear reasons. She begged to even be allowed to at least help with the flowers, but she was told no. The worst part of being told there was no family dances, but realizing that on the big day, it just meant there was no dances between his side of the family. Mark's mom didn't even get to dance with her son at his own wedding. Sarah could see the absolute look of sadness in her mother's eyes and when she realized she couldn't get her dance. During the wedding, Sarah began receiving text messages from friends and attendants asking what the issue was between her family and Kate. Take it aback. Oh my God, I love Sarah it. replied asking, what do you mean? She knew Kate had been stressed out about the wedding preparations, but didn't think there was any specific issues happening. Sarah quickly realized that Kate had been telling people all night that there had been awful... Th- they had been awful throughout the wedding process, and her and her new husband were on the verge of going no contact with us. This wasn't something that Kate or her brother had ever mentioned, so she was, like, in total shock. 
to prove what was happening, several who's doing this though? This like is, who's this causing is, it? This is the sister-in-law, like the 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 twin brother's girlfriend, Kate. Sarah is the sister. No, I know, but so Kate's cre- saying that this is what I'm just so, so Kate like, is texting people during her wedding instead of enjoying her day about how awful Mark's family is. But they're not. They love her and they want to be part of everything, and she's shutting them out. Oh, did she say why? It gets better. Oh, okay. It gets better. Okay. So to prove what was happening, several people forwarded Sarah the things that Kate had been saying. Kate had actually been texting people during the wedding saying awful things about her new husband's family instead of enjoying the best day of her life. Now, Sarah knew that Kate was under some stress, but what she had been saying was total lies. In Sarah's words, my fiancé was supposed, was the supposed, my, oh, in Sarah's words, my favorite was the supposed time that my father, the most placid man in the world, stormed around their house demanding that they give him hundreds of dollars in cash to cover his gambling debts, while my mother threw salt around their garden trying to kill the grass. No reason for this given. This what? Lie, She's just making this up. Yes. This lie was so obvious because Kate and Mark didn't even have grass around their house. They lived in an apartment on the second floor. Sarah, knowing it was a it was a wedding, it was supposed to be a special day for all, decided to let it go for now. But she knew what was what she had to do. It was just a matter of timing. All right, so Christmas arrives. Here's where it gets good. Okay, can we just say something real quick? Could you imagine somebody doing that shit at your wedding? You would have been like, hold up. You would have been on the stage being like, tap, tap, tap. Uh, is this thing on? Is this thing on? Try we to have a traitor in our midst, and her name is Kate. Yeah, I totally would. I, yes. it, it would not be okay with me. So, I know. so Sarah is a very um, reserved person, right? So Christmas arrives. Christmas came. Christmas is the most magical time of year. The time when families get together to celebrate each other, celebrate the season, and generally enjoy each other's company. Right. As with many families, Kate and Mark would rotate each Christmas, sharing the holiday with each family every second year. Well, that's kind of nice. Well, they live in the that's same cute. town as both families, so it's not hard to drive either way. Mm-hmm. Sarah arrived at her family's house on Christmas Day to find something awful. Her brother was at the family house, but he was alone. Mark made an excuse that Kate wasn't feeling well, so she would she would be over late. No problem, Sarah said. These things happen, and they had a lot of cooking to do. Right. Throughout the day, Mark's phone is ringing off the hook. He seems to be ignoring some of them. After a lengthy 30-minute call outside, he confirms that that it is Kate constantly calling him. However, the issue was her phone is malfunctioning. Oh, my God. Right. So, um, which seemed like a pretty lame excuse, but whatever, Kate thought. Kate just wanted to enjoy Christmas as a family, but she was being pushed to the edge of her patience. Right. There's only so much disrespect a person can take towards their family. I mean, how long? And she's been doing this now for a while. Yeah. So I mean, for years and yeah. years, she's been putting yeah. up with this little bitch's shit. Right. Oh, my so, gosh. So, hours pass, and by the time everyone is beginning to relax to get ready for a nice Christmas lunch, Mark is out is out the back tinkering with Dad's car, and Sarah is watching some t- Christmas special on TV. Still no Kate. Sarah jumps on Facebook with her husband to check out cheesy present posts from her friends. Then she sees something that makes her blood boil. For a bit of backstory, Sarah and her, Sarah and her family had been blocked from Kate's Facebook post a long time ago. What? For reasons unknown. But evidently, evidently, Kate had forgotten to block Sarah's husband. Because right there on the screen, there was a post that Sarah could not ignore. Kate had posted in a chat called Murderous Mother-in-Law Support Group. (gasps) And the post read, My husband is forcing me to go to his horrid family's Christmas dinner. They make me do all the cooking on my own, but tell me it's horrible. His sister even assaulted me last time I went to their house, and she's just been kicked out of rehab. So is back there again. I'm scared every day that my husband is going to believe their lies about me and leave me. I'd rather kill myself than do this. Can I get some support, ladies? Oh my god! The what message the, hell? the 
message was followed by hundreds of comments supporting her, and each one Kate had re- Kate had responded to say how awful things were, and that this was the end of Sarah's patience. Her re- and this was the end of Sarah's patience. Her revenge would be swift and brutal. The lies. Oh the worst God. thing was the post was all utter lies. Sarah would understand if any of it was true. She had her own struggles with an intense mother-in-law, but her family had only ever been kind to Kate. In Sarah's words, on Christmas Day, we all cooked with my father doing the lion's share. <clears throat> if anyone could even be considered as doing more than average. I've never been addicted to any substance, I promise you that. And like my parents has, had said before, they never said a crossword about Kate. So anyone, or anyone, so how could she claim that? It was clear that Kate was seeking attention from this group. And Sarah wouldn't let her family be slandered like that. Sarah quickly executed herself from the room and set about her plan. She ran up to the office and begun collecting all the messages she had ever seen. Kate sent about her family, the Facebook posts, the text messages. She had been forwarded everything. She arranged them in chronological order and added a few photos in just to create a real story. She then printed out 10 copies, one for every person who would be there today. She made 10 little bundles of truth and wrapped them like presents. Each was addressed to a member of the family with a note saying it's from Santa. She placed each of the daintily daintily wrapped presents underneath the tree without mentioning a word to anyone. The stage was set and the drama was about to begin. Eventually, Kate arrives without apology. Everyone sits down and enjoys an amazing meal cooked by mom and dad. The tradition has always been to open presents after lunch. As each person is wondering who the Santa present is from, Sarah can't help but hide her smile at the potent revenge that is coming. Mom and dad and Mark each open their package and begin to read in silence. Kate opens hers and immediately goes white as a sheet. She can hear whispering under her breath, who did this? Over and over, she then started started to lose it completely. She walks like a wild animal as she, she was like a wild animal screamed, tears pouring down her face as Sarah struggled to hide her smile. All of a sudden, Mark stood up, looked Kate right in the eye and said in a voice, voice of stone, this time you've gone too far. You brought this on yourself. The parents and Sarah don't say a word, and eventually Kate excuses herself with Mark quickly following suit. As Mark was walking out the door, he turned and said, Since the day we started dating, Kate decided that the family hated her and has spent years trying to prove it. Raging from the order their names are written in the cards to the number of potatoes she served, she was served at a meal. She has oh never, my God. Yeah, she has never, he had never seen the Facebook messages and clearly had no idea how bad Kate had gotten with her lies. He then went home to face Kate. The end. How about a half an hour later, he called the, He called and said they had chatted and they were both stable. Kate mentioning she would rather kill herself had my mom rather worried. Mom had suspected that Sarah had done the done the gifts and Sarah eventually owned up to it and apologized for, apologized for ruining the day. Mom didn't mind. She was glad it was all out in the open and could be resolved, maybe. Mm-hmm. Moore contacted them a few days later to apologize for everything. Him and Kate had... A, a long conversation, and she was refusing to admit any wrongdoing. So she was... It, it was, was clear a, she did it, though. All in black and white. And she was still admitting no. He was going to He was going to seriously think about the future of their relationship. Sarah still felt guilty about ruining the day, but she was glad it had finally come to a head. And that's why you don't mess with a woman's family on Christmas. And then it asks, why do you think... What do you think? Was Sarah in the right to do this? Or should she have approached Kate with her concerns in private? Nope. I'm all for Sarah because I'm like, like you said, I'd be like, hello, is this thing on? <laughs> well, no, I think what it is, is it's been going on for years. And I'm just like, why didn't somebody say something before? Like, right. why did she, you can tell she's just a very calm Right. Person. And she's like, it's whatever, it's whatever. It's whatever. Yeah. And then, you know. She had had enough. She had had enough of this bitch hurting her mom. 
Well, I'm like, like surprised that her, the husband really never knew. Like, how could you never knew when she just, and not only that, but it's like, okay, she blocked all these people without reason, right? right. And so they never even bothered to be like, hey, what happened? You know what I mean? Like, most people Well, like, in well, his happened? eyes, she's always thought they hated her. But but there was no reason. I mean, you know, she's so petty to be like, oh my God. They why did you even like, marry her? Yeah, I know. Why did you marry her? Like, she's, okay, somebody like that doing those types of things has other problems elsewhere, too, that right. you can't hide, right. right? So, I mean, to lie that extensively and for that long tells you that there's other things going on. So he had to have seen something else, I would like. You know, I don't know. I, you know, I, I'd like to think that that's the case, but, you know, I Love I was in a relationship blind. where there was lots of stuff going on that I didn't know that he was involved in, you know what I mean? And it was as clear as day in my face, but... When you're naive to things, you know, and you love the people, you don't think that they're doing these things. So, yep. yeah. Um, so, oh, that's wild, girl. I don't know. Like, I'm, I'm just surprised it took her so long. And she, like, tried to ruin her wedding. Right. She's she's very... She tried that's to ruin so her own wedding. She wanted those people to tell that girl, like, what she was saying because she was waiting for somebody from his family to, like, make a scene about it. So that she could say, oh, they ruined my wedding, which is not the case. Like, her family was just like, we're not going to ruin this day. I know. I'm just surprised even there, even then, I'm surprised nobody was like, look, this fucking girl's crazy. Right. And as, I'm sorry, but her brother seems like a bitch. If she was dancing with her dad, her father, her son should have been like, you know what? There's going to be a dance between my mom and you can shut the fuck up. Yeah. And the fact that, I have a little problems believing this story, but the fact that he didn't do that. I feel like your twin brother's kind of a bitch. (laughs) Well, you know, too, I mean, there's sometimes you just have these very overbearing people and you're like, you know, like a chill, easygoing yes person. Like maybe that's what it was. Whatever. I don't know. But speaking of other difficult people, according to page six, and this was posted on August 8th, they said a stylist comes out and claims that J-Lo, Jessica Alba, and Katherine Heigl are the worst celebrities to work with. I believe it. And it's kind of odd that, like, this is just one person. You know what I mean? It's just one person saying it. But she's putting it on TikTok. Oh. Yeah. And it's so a, it's not collaborate, corroborated or however you want to say it. No, it's just her it's saying It's just it. her saying that these people are awful. Katherine Heigl, we know, is awful. Like, we many people, her, yes. many people have come out and been like, blah. Jessica yeah, she's Alba, a little stuck up her own asshole. Jessica yeah. Alba really doesn't have that great of a career, so. But she's. I mean, it's not 1997 woman, anymore. According to this woman, though, she said Jessica Alba is the little shame spiral. But um, it says it says a former Hollywood stylist is dishing the dirt on her TikTok page, taking bad celebrity behavior to task and spilling the tea on the worst stars to work with, including Marissa Tomei, Jessica Alba, and Jennifer Lopez. A woman named Tamarin, who worked for Celebrity Stylist from 2008 to 2017, has created several confessionals in which she names Tamay, Alba, Lopez, Pitch Perfect star Alexis Knapp and Katherine Heigl as the worst people to work with. And so it's kind of funny. She said regarding Tamay, she says that um, she was late, rude, and very particular. She said that she showed up for, or she had an appointment time at 9.30, but she didn't even wake up until 12.30, barely said hello, and proceeded to eat her breakfast of yogurt and granola. And (laughs) instead, like, you know, she's three hours late, oh, I need to eat my breakfast, you know, with my yogurt and granola. Like, that's kind of weird. 
And um, and she said she was very particular and returned a lot of items. But I don't really find, like, so what? She didn't like them. It is what it is. Like, it's your right. job to make sure. Right. You know and I mean? she's going to be particular because she's the one wearing them. Yeah. And she said she was her favorite actress, so she was really excited to kind of meet her. And then, you know, she said she kind of, like, went easy on her. Like, she said, well, in terms of because she was scoring these people from 0 to 10. Mm-hmm. So instead of, like, giving her a lower score, she gave her a 5 out of 10. So she, you know, was her favorite actress. Um, let me see. If 2020 was a career, it would be Katherine Heigl. <laughs> ah. Friends of mine who have worked on set with her in photo shoots have told me that she's extremely difficult and always mad. As for Alba, she says that, um, she was not nice. She loves to rub hummus on her dress, play mind games with you. And she does this thing where she talks to you while not talking to you. I'm like, well, okay, what's that about? And for JLo, there's a reason why she can't hold down a costumer or a seamstress. She named her, or she rated her a 1 out of 10. She said, there's some celebrities who pay, some who take forever to pay, and some who just don't pay because they think their name is enough. And out of that pitch-perfect cast was Alexis Knapp. <laughs> she said she styled her for the 2015 MTV Movie Awards. And um, she said that they also, like, a, um, a Which one was Alexis Knapp, the blonde or the redhead? Um, it was, hold on, it says there is a picture of her on here. Hold okay, on. I'll just look it up. It's right here. Oh. It wasn't either, this girl. Who the fuck is she? I don't know. That's I don't remember her in Pitch Perfect. Me either. I don't know. Oh, you know who she was? She was the slutty girl. Oh, okay. I didn't even watch Pitch Perfect, so I don't <gasps> know. No, I did watch it, but... Yeah. Oh my god, it's the best. It's awesome. You know what? You and I have very different ideas about what's the best, because you didn't even like the fucking notebook, so please yeah, have because that was how stupid. Oh. <laughs> uh, she said that, I guess, a jewelry had lent her $1,300 worth of jewelry, which isn't really a lot of money. $1,300? No. Like, she, I don't even know why she's even she, mentioning. She, it's not like she was, like, full on, like, yeah, lead I mean, cast thought, member. She was, she was like, one of the main girls in the group, but she wasn't, like, she was, like, even B in Pitch Perfect. Like, well, the point is, is that they're saying a, a designer lent her $1,300 worth of jewelry, but $1,300 is nothing. Right, in Hollywood scheme of yeah, things. but even to me, it's not. Like, you know, like an engagement ring, you know, to me, is at least five grand, right? Like, at least. I mean. Between three and five. Like, because you want at least two carats. And who wants at least two? I mean, you me. do. Like, I, that My first a- engagement ring was two carats. So, <laughs> it needs to at least be. And I know I sound really stuck up. My, my, actually, my grandmother, when she retired, bought herself that ring. So, it was her retirement ring. And you can use it as an engagement ring. It was very beautiful. And when we were younger and I, I first got married, we didn't have a lot of money and I was pregnant with our son. So she gave him that ring to make sure I had a nice ring. So I now have that ring and it'll go to one of my boys. But it's like once you have something like that, like you want something at least that, you know what I mean? Or I mean, I know I sound so bougie right now. Like there's no way for me to not sound like a complete asshole. But it's like it's it was a nice ring and I would want something similar to it. Or, you know, sometimes you get like a smaller diamond with like the baguettes around it. It makes it look a little bigger. That's fine, too. I'm not that terrible. But I would like at least what I had before. Right. I, I can so, care less. 13, I know. You're like, I just need a name change. But um, but they're saying $1,300. And I'm like, $1,300? Like, what? If they said 130000 You know what I mean? Like, that's more like you're kind of dripping in some stuff. And even 130000 by Hollywood standards isn't, like, because you hear... Like, you know, the big A-listers, you know, um, that they'll be, like, millions. They're dripping in millions. Right, but they're also getting their names big enough to get them, like, Cartier and things like yeah, that. Yeah, maybe. But that's why I think it's just silly that she even brought up that she was given $1,300 worth of... It, that That's costume jewelry. 
That they must have given her costume jewelry. That's they, not real jewelry. They probably gave her, like, stones. Like, That's, not... Yeah, like, but so she just said, Precious well, stones, not so much, like, diamonds or gems. Right, and then I guess when um, they went to go get their $1,300 worth of costume jewelry back, um, they said, well, let's just say I couldn't find it. That's what she did. Oh. But I'm like, it's, I don't know, it just seemed kind of silly. I don't know. To me, I just thought there's other things you could harp on, maybe. I don't know. Um, but she did say George Clooney and Carrie Underwood are the sweetest people on the planet, like, to work for. Sweetest people. Carrie Underwood is literally, like, America's sweetheart. I'm telling you. And I know that it's supposed to be, what's her face? Um, what's the pretty woman? Julia Roberts? Julia Roberts. They say she's supposed to be America's sweetheart. But I feel like it should be Carrie Underwood because I actually got her book, like, to do, like, you know, it's 52 weeks of, like, getting healthy and eating, da 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 And I'm reading her stories. And she literally sounds like she's never had an orgasm in her life. Like, she's just on the farm, you know, completely virginal. Like, I mean, she's going to go to heaven and be immediately accepted into the gates. Like, yep. that's how wonderful Heading up she the is. choir. And her husband's a hot little, you know, piece of ass. And she's got kids. So, clearly, we know that she's enjoying her time with him. <laughs> but it's, like, it's it's so sweet. And she's so, like, I can't explain it. Carrie Underwood, if I had to pick anybody for, like, um... Miss America, it would be her. Like, if we had to say, this is who's going to represent our country, I would put her there with American flag. <laughs> That's uh, how I feel. No, I'm still going Dolly. Well, no, of course Dolly. Always Dolly. It is always Dolly. Okay. Anyway, but that's what it is. I mean, she talks about Selena Gomez, but that was all the nice people, and I just like hearing about the asshole people. So, oh, I, Selena Gomez has a um, show coming out. I think it's on, like, HBO or HBO Max or something, mm-hmm. where all these celebrity chefs teach her how to cook, and she's a disaster in the kitchen. Oh, really? <laughs> and it looks really cute. I can't wait to watch it. I like her. Um, she is just such a little sweetie. She is. She's adorable. Like, as if I know her or something. Yeah. Yeah, but, I mean, she's talking about Marissa Torme, who hasn't been relevant since, like, my cousin Vinny. And no. Jessica Alba, I think she played in one of those, I don't know, what was the last thing Jessica Alba was even fucking in? Like, she's, you know what? I liked her in Good Luck Chalk. Good Maybe, Luck Chalk was yeah, one of, but, is a good one. I like, that's a good, cute little but she movie. But she had a career, like, this big. Like, yeah. it, it wasn't long. And J-Lo, if you got to dress J-Lo... I'm sorry, but J-Lo's name is enough at this point. It is. Oh, my. Like, J-Lo is just amazing. She is, like, 51 years old. She and is stunning. Jenny from the block. She came up. She worked hard. She's doing her shit. And if she's a little obnoxious because of it, because of it, oh, well, she's fucking Jennifer Lopez. But, you know, and like, she's when I'm those... 51 years old, I want to be able to climb a pole and fucking spin and twerk and, and be Jennifer Lopez. Like, I, And she's got, like, but she works hard for it. She and she's does. very dedicated to it. And she's just a triple threat act. Sing, dance. I mean, she produces. Everything. She writes. Like, yeah, I would love Lopez to go is, see her. Like, you dress Jennifer Lopez. Fucking fuck your life. Yeah, thank your lucky fucking stars that You're, you did. She, now she's on your resume. Congratulations. I Move know. the fuck along. You know what? When she was doing her uh, Vegas residency, I was like, God, I want to see that so bad because I follow her on Instagram. Uh-huh. And she would like have you know somebody put the snippets of her show. And I mean, she would just shake and gyrate and move and run and sing. And you can tell she's singing because you can hear her breath, you know, and everything. Like, so she's not totally full of shit. And I'm like, wow, like, God, she's just, she's so fucking amazing. Like, if they always say, like, if you could ever talk to somebody, I always thought first to be Joan Jett, right? Like, if you could sit down with somebody and, like, ask them about things, I'm like, Joan Jett, because there's just something about her. Like, she's just done her thing. She let y'all know. And I think she's real. And J-Lo. Like, I would love to just... 
Because J-Lo's a powerhouse bitch. And we know J-Lo's real because she sings about it. Yeah. I'm real. I know, right? <laughs> but I mean, could you imagine just be able to sit down in her presence and her to give you advice about your life? We are so different because you're like, I want to talk to Joan Jett and J-Lo. And I'm like, oh my God, I want to talk to Dolly Parton and Reba McIntyre. <laughs> You know, actually, no, they would be great, too. Like, but, I mean, Dolly's just your, your favorite person. She really And I is. know she's done something lately that you were excited about. Oh, my about. God. She's on the cover of Billboard. I was going to say, tell us all about Did it. Did you see her sexy shit? I She's did. on the cover of Billboard, and she's, like, so excited about it. She's like, I feel like I'm just starting out. And she's been in the business for fifty over 50 years, and they are just now acknowledging Dolly Parton? Well, you know what? And I wonder if it's because Billboard... I know it's for all music, but it's, maybe I'm wrong, but it kind of felt like they were more towards, like, the rock and hip-hop and all that, and they didn't focus too much on country. Right. But her contribution to country and um, the culture surrounding country in and of itself right. and the women that followed her, like, they came in her footsteps. She built that way for she them. She built it. She paved yeah. the road. She paved the motherfucking yellow brick road. And look at all the things that she's done, and she's also been married for... A million years. years, and you know, she's made it where a lot of people don't. I mean, she's got staying power. Like, look at you, you can't wait to get Holly Dolly Christmas. I cannot wait to get Holly Dolly Christmas. By the way, she redid All I Want for Christmas is You, and I have not listened to it yet, but I cannot wait to listen to that shit. I hope that it's better than Mariah Carey, and she dethrones that fucking bitch. I don't care. That's where I'm at. Now they're com- <laughs> like here for it. Now they're competition. And as much as I was like, you know, Mariah Carey does a lot for the community and all that, when it comes to her and Dolly, I'm team fucking Dolly. And I'm sorry, Mariah. I don't I'm think they're the same. And you it's might. Not the same. Well, they're, they're doing the same songs. And she probably had to ask Mariah for rights. And Mariah was probably oh. like honored. She was like, yes, well, Dolly, do my song. Mar- is it Mariah's song or did it she is Mariah's it? song. Is it? Yeah, it's Mariah's song. Oh, I thought she redid that song too. No, no. Mar- oh, Mariah! I've learned something today. So she's probably had to ask Mariah for it. I right. mean, I'm sure Brian didn't write it, but <laughs> but she had to ask Mariah for the rights. I'm sure. And Dolly Parton came in here with a waist this big, and Mariah uh-huh. Carey was like, "I want that waist. Why am I spending all this money on these weight trainers?" <laughs> <laughs> She was like, here, honey, here, have a wig and a waist trainer on me. Right. That's, that's exactly <laughs> what Dolly did. Dolly was like, I don't need no waist trainer, but here is a wig. Oh, my God. And these boobs is, is, is real. Right. Are Dolly's boobs real? Dolly's boobs are not real. And she does will she tell you they're, they're not, not real. real. She does tell you they're she not real? She tells you they're not real. I was wondering that because I'm like, I did see her pinup picture uh-huh. when she was doing the Playboy uh-huh. Bunny. And I was like, her boobs didn't look as humongous, but no. I'm like really surprised she went. Like, Dolly Parton will tell you she's had plastic surgery. Like, yeah, yeah, she's very open. She's about very it. open. She's very real. She's like, I don't give a fuck. It takes a lot to look this good, but nothing's moved. Like, and you know what? You know who else? And I mean, everybody's got their different opinions about her, but Jane Fonda. Like, Jane Fonda still looks really amazing. And obviously, she's had a lot of plastic surgery, and she's kind of a wackadoodle, depending on what you think. But she's if you just look person. at her in general. Like, she's really held up well, and she's she still has. very, very pretty. She has. And like, she doesn't have so much surgery that you're like, oh, fuck. Her, her and Diana Keaton remind me of a lot of each other because they always have a high neck on. Like, they, oh. they just did this thing on Diana Keaton on TMZ where she was, like, donating all these clothes. And, oh, really? and she looks all frumpy. She's, like, in her high neck and her blazer. And oh and gosh. she goes, and, and the girl who's donating, yeah. she's donating to, like, fucks with her. And she was like, well, did you have these dry cleaned? And she's like... <laughs> Was I supposed to have them dry clean? She was like, yeah, it would be nice. So she goes back and she starts cleaning out more closets in her house. And she comes down the street. And this is Diane Keaton? This is Diane Keaton. Okay. And she's got, like, 
dry cleaner bags, like hanging off of her. And she's like, that's not like she's in this god awful frumpy skirt and combat and boots. She is so Combat frumpy, boots yes. and her turtlenecks in July. Yeah. And I'm like, what the fuck is she doing? So she gets in there and there's a whole nother girl. And she was like, you know, you didn't have to have this dry clean, right? Oh my gosh. And she's like, what? Oh my gosh. That is I'm so like, funny. Diane Keaton is so funny. I, I think that's another actress that I would really love to meet one day because right. I, I've always loved her. I think that she is so talented and her range of emotion is fucking amazing, but she's always the same character. She really is. I know. She's she really always is. the same character. But if you get a chance on demand right now, on HBO On Demand, there's a movie called Palms. Okay. P-O-M-S. Okay. And it's about old ladies who form a cheerleading squad. Oh, neat. It's fucking hysterical. Is it? And I watched it, and me and Lori watched it, and we laughed the whole time. We've watched it twice. That's how good it was. Yeah. So if you get a chance, you know, watch that. But anyway. Well, hold on real quick. So, I was trying to find shit to, like, watch since uh-huh. I, I finished The Golden Girls. <laughs> I watched every single episode, 300 probably episodes. And I was looking for something, and I found on um, Prime, there was something Helen Hunt was in. And Helen Hunt has been... Was it Mad uh, About You? No. No, no, no. It's a, it's a movie, a recent movie that she did. Oh. And um, I don't know exactly what it was about because I started, and I was like, no, I don't like this at all. Like, it wasn't good. Um, like, I think it's supposed to be, like, a thriller, and they just had way too much music. It was, like, just, you know what I mean? Like, thrilling music every five seconds, and I'm like, I'm in a good fucking mood. Like, I don't want to watch shit like this, but she does not look good. Yeah. She does not look good. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't like to be like that, because she's another one who has, like, really paid her dues, and, um, you know, has... But she's like a Diane Keaton with the same kind of like, you know... Right. ...fashion sense, I'm thinking, but... And I was like, oh, Helen Hunt, you don't look so good. So, speaking of actresses from the 90s that we all know and love... Okay. The 90s anyway. The only blockbuster left is now an Airbnb, the AR, an Airbnb that you can reserve for the 90s sleepovers. That's kind of cool. Which I fucking love, because, right. first of all... The 90s were our decade. Like They were our decade. The, 90, the music was amazing. Everything was music you could fuck to. Like, <laughs> you could fuck to. Everything was slow and pretty and everything started with a woo or a yeah. <laughs> like, you knew it was going to be a good R&B song if there was a scream at the beginning. Oh my God, I was trying to think. Woo! Forever, oh, forever, forever, forever. I know, well, I think Forever My Lady came on the music list, or the, the jukebox list, right? <coughs> And he sang it to me in front oh, of everybody. Jesus. I sang it to Paco. He was not impressed. Oh, You guys I, have been together too long. So, <laughs> it says, oh, Blockbuster, I spent so many weekend nights aimlessly wandering through the store with friends, wondering if we could watch a classic or go or go for a new release. Maybe we wandered for wandered or at least for an hour. That was part of the experience of Blockbuster video, watching which videos, watching which videos other people picked, making fun of stuff. Deciding in which candy to buy, it was an entire experience, which it was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you miss Blockbuster and you live near Oregon, there's some good news. The last block- Blockbuster in existence is now an Airbnb, and you can stay there for a short time. Located in Bend, Oregon, the Blockbuster is transforming into a nostalgic space you can over- you can stay overnight in. Sandy Harding, the store's manager, is offering three one-night reservations... In September, to thank her local community. In appreciation for all the local community has recently done to support the last of its kind during these uncertain times, 
This end of summer sleepover will offer movie lovers a in the Shoots County. I think that's the Shoots. Is that the Shoots? D E S. Yeah, yeah, I guess I wouldn't even know. We're Jay, going with the sh- can you look up the Shoots County? <laughs> yes. Okay. Uh, we'll offer movie lovers in Deschutes County the chance for a '90s theme, stay to relive the bygone Friday night tradition, just as we remembered it. Read a press release. So, starting August seventeenth, Deschutes County residents can reserve a stay for four dollars. Oh my god! Uh huh. How, the, how much that? it cost to rent a video in the '90s on September eighteenth, nineteenth, and twentieth. Guests will be have the entire store to themselves and will be cleaned up according to the COVID-19 standards. As the last standing location in the world, our blockbuster store is an ode to movie magic. Simpler times and the sense of community that could be once be found in Blockbuster. Locations around the world over the past few months, we've been missing the regular visits from friends, neighbors, and tourists from all around the world. So we're opening our store to three quarantine pods of Deschutes County. Oh, so okay, so there's like you can have like little parties. Okay. I thought it, okay. So we're opening our store to three quarantine pods of Deschutes County's guests for a social distance movie night, just like those decades, in the decades of the past. Aww. And there's chips and candy. Oh, look, they set it up. There's like a couch and then there's like a, a sleep, like sleeping bags and stuff on the floor. Oh, okay. It looks like an old school 90s living room. That is adorable. Thinking, like, how long is this actually going to last? You know, so I was kind of wondering. Whether you want to stay up until sunrise or pass out on the couch, we've created the perfect space complete with a pull-out couch, bean bags, and pillows for you to cozy up with. New releases from the 90s. <laughs> New releases from the New 90s. New releases from the 90s. <laughs> the I description love that. reads, crack open two liter of Pepsi before locking into a video game. Charting your future in a game of MASH, that is so funny, or watching movie after movie, but be wary of re- reciting Bloody Mary in the staff bathroom. Oh, God. Off the break room, as you just may summon the ghost rumor to haunt the store. Oh, there's an actual ghost that haunts the store. And help yourself to some nerves, raisinets, popcorn, heavy on the butter, but make sure you have room for a couple of slices of pizza. Oh, that's kind of, it's kind of neat what they're trying to do with it. I just don't know how much staying power I think that's fantastic. I just wonder how much staying power that really is going to have. You know what I mean? Oh, but it gets better to pay it forward. Airbnb will make a donation to the humans, the Humane Society of Central Oregon, which, Oregon, which the Blockbuster has been partnering with for, for some years now. So make your reservation and then argue about which pizza topics you should get. Are they still doing that? Like, Blockbuster is still have yeah. a foundation? Even well, though they're this, no longer this one does. Okay. I mean, because so I guess it's open. their... Okay, so they're still Yeah, open, so right? they're they're going to make... This certain Blockbuster has been pairing with the human Humane Society, so... Right. So they'll make a donation to their Humane Society. Oh, my goodness. But how cute is that? I, I'm like, the world needs to be simpler, please. Because this world is not as nice as it used to be. I know. I do kind of long for that. If we were, um... I feel like I guess we're gonna have to wrap it up eventually here because well we still have time but we can talk about it like you know the stuff we always talk about like straight from the net and for like the people that are just sort of understanding who we are um you know we're just always on Facebook all the time like that's just who we are we're apparently we're boomers for it because you know the kids the younger kids want fucking hate that they don't know their goddamn generations we're not fucking boomers you little fucking assholes. (laughs) But they're like, because we use Facebook, and Facebook is just so old, and we use Instagram. Well, now I'm on Twitter and the Insta-fucking-gram, and I love Twitter, but I don't like the Instagram. Well, I started kind of like a a thing yesterday, and um, because 
Okay, so let me just do this. So straight from the net, we're on Facebook. And some of the stuff that other people do to each other online is interesting. And my whole point was, I wish we were still in the 90s because back then you really could just punch somebody in the face. Like, you know, you don't just get to be a dick to someone. Right. You know what I mean? Because there was no social media. There was no social media. And and people... Like, you wouldn't dare talk your shit to someone. You know what I mean? Right. Like that to your face. It was like, There's we talked about them at home behind our backs, like normal right. people. So, and if you did tell something like that to somebody's face, you were prepared to fight it out. Yeah, like, 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 you don't do that shit. You don't disrespect people. Today's kids today are fucking pussies. That's no, why they all carry guns. You know what? Even the adults though. And so that kind of brought me into this. So straight from the net, again, we talk about things. We used to talk about all kinds of things we would see in our timeline. But... Now it seems like it's appropriate when someone gets into an argument with you and they don't like it, that they can then, if they know where you work, to inbox your employer and tell on you. Right. Which is wrong. Don't fuck with people's livelihoods. And it's a pussy ass fucking thing to do. And that's exactly how I feel. And, and I knew it was going to come up. Well, what if they're racist? What if it was an overtly racist thing they had to say? And I'm like, well, let's make sure it's really racist because now in this climate, right, you end up saying something that somebody doesn't like, or maybe somebody says something that you don't like, and you're like, you know, I disagree, and this is why. And they're like, you know what? You're racist for that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they're sprinkling around like fucking parsley all over the place, right? And I'm like, but that wasn't racist. They're just saying they don't agree with you. That doesn't make them racist, right? Right. So I'm like, just because they don't agree with you doesn't make them racist. And so you can't just, and that's kind of what happened in this this particular thread was, um, and I think we talked about it before, we talked about this sort of thing before, but um, this woman was just disagreeing about the little boy and George Floyd, right? Because that's been going around social media right now. And we don't need to kind of get into that. But she was, yeah. she, all she was saying was she was disagreeing with the post saying it's not the same thing. Right. Well, this wackadoodle came in later and was like, well, so-and-so's employer is going to know what kind of person they have employed there. And she didn't say anything wrong. She only right. said it wasn't the same thing. And I'm like, so, you can't just say So that. our only hope right now, because we can't stop that. Is that when they do screenshot things and send it to their employers? But she didn't even say anything wrong anyway. Like, yeah, but it doesn't matter because people are going to do it anyway. Yeah. We, employers, please take in consideration before you just start dropping people. Take into consideration the whole conversation, not just like that little snippet. Yeah. If the N-word is not like blatantly dropped or it isn't blatantly racist and it's just been misconstrued. Please, as an employer, look at that because people are out there ruining people's livelihoods and it's not okay. And it's over. And it, a lot of it, too, is like this younger, like hardcore liberal generation where they expect you to, to see it how they see it and exactly the way they see it. That's or funny. else you're this or that. And That's it's, funny because liberals are like that, but but the older Trump generation's also They like also that. are like that. No, but you know what? But we're not the one. Look at me. I'm acting like I'm the older Trump generation. I just mean the older generation, but I'm not going to anybody's employer. Right, you we're not. I mean? We're not going. We're not calling employer. anybody's employer. No, but I mean because, they do. That's they because these that. people out here today in this world are fucking crazy, and they think just because it's their opinion, it's the right opinion. And I miss- yeah, but who the fuck are you to decide? Oh, I'm going to go, you know, and be so, and like they act like they puff up their fucking chest, like behind their keyboard, and they're like, I'm going to go tell on this person. I'm going to tell I to miss, them. I don't like what you said. I miss simpler times. Yeah, and I my do. whole point was to you. Even I was like, okay, like because of course I said that I was like, you're fucking trash for that. Yeah, you know what I mean. And then one of our friends. You know, Amish came up and he said, well, what if they're racist? You know, because I've thought about it myself. They're racist. And I thought, well, is it is it actually really racist or is it just because they've disagreed? And, you know, you think it is because you want them to agree to your terms of racism, you know, because you see that with a lot of people these days. And I'm like, but then where do we draw the line? Right. Like, where's the line drawn? OK, so we can ruin this person's livelihood. 
right? Right. Their family can be booted out of their house. Their kids can now go without because you didn't like something on the internet. And because, and what if they are wildly racist, right? So why can't we just screenshot it and let other people just like have at them and like, you know, fuck right. them why do you Why have... do we got to take their livelihood away? Right. But I'm like, but then you get into this whole point and case in point, which I was making to you earlier, I was like, so where do we draw the line? Like domestic abuse and stuff? Because we literally just saw what happened with Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. When she took out a full page fucking ad blasting him like in the LA Times or wherever it was she did, saying he abused me, I'm an abuse victim, and come to find out it was her doing it was him. We love you, Johnny Depp. It was we were always team Johnny Depp though. Yeah, and she was talking about that bitch. And there was (laughs) and I always knew it. I was like, you know, I'm like she left the Amber Heard turd in there, and I mean did all kinds of shit to him. And I was like, and so what if then we believed all those things? Like when when do we become? the jury trial and executioner of people's right. first amendment right enough to take that away when do we stop that and i've even said to amish i'm like you've made some pretty terrible statements about women through the years i'm like how about if i tell your employer i'm like because joe has those moments where he wants to talk shit about people and he just he's very sarcastic and he's kind of an asshole and he's like look i'm a fucking asshole like you're not but you know what people what if they didn't like what you said you called somebody a fucking cunt and they're like you know what hey you know, I'm going to tell your employer, this is how you talk about women. You know what I mean? So is that okay? It's not okay. Like, where do we draw the line? So that's kind of where I'm coming up with that. I'm like, yeah, so racism people does who, suck. It's people awful. People who but. are ready and willing to fucking throw some shit at to somebody else's employer, stop and think how it would affect you if the shoe was on the other foot. Yeah, because I'm just thinking, okay, so why don't we do it? Why don't we All let right. them know? So, and on a higher note, we're going to do a World News Daily report real quick. Thank God, because you missed it last week. Right. And people were like, no, no, no World News Daily report? So, four <laughs> f- a four-foot, this is World News Daily report where the facts don't matter. Fuck a four-feet, yeah. two-inch man arrested for public lewdness after sex with a garden gnome. A Minnesota man was arrested this week after concerned Rochester residents noticed a naked man running around their neighborhood. Huh? <laughs> Michael Manners, 37, was intercepted by Rochester police while under the influence of crack cocaine, crystal meth, and possibly ingesting glass cleaner. <laughs> like that's, possibly look, ingesting that's their it? new thing. I've read three articles and they're like, possibly ingesting glass cleaner. <laughs> Manners was found naked, passed out, and unconscious when authorities arrived on the scene. But eyewitnesses report claims that four feet, two inches man had been assaulting various domestic animals and even a plastic garden gnome. I first thought they were two dogs having sex in my backyard, but then I realized it was a midget having sex with my garden gnome. <laughs> One local report, resident reports. Stop it! We were playing in the kids with the kids in the pool when this naked person, this naked little naked person. person, appeared out of nowhere with a garden gnome apparently stuck on his stuck or attached to his penis. One traumatized mother told local reporters. Could you even imagine? <laughs> several a midget local, with a gnome stuck to his peepee. Several local re, local <laughs> residents reported police that. That Manners was seen trying to sexually assault several (laughs) domestic pets before finally getting set, finally setting its sights on the plastic garden gnome. I shot a video of the midget trying to sodomize my neighbor's cat, (laughs) but YouTube took it down after 30 minutes. Another anonymous eyewitness told local reporters it took several hours before local police were able to locate Manners, who had found a refuge and a had found refuge and fell asleep in a local resident's dog house before he was inter- intercepted by Rochester police. Michael Manor now faces multiple charges of indecency, indecency, public lewdness, and public intoxication and could face up to 18 months in jail, according to the legal experts. Only 18 months? It's usually 1,034 years. Right, it usually is A like, disappointed World News Daily Report. They're like, let's make this more realistic. 
Um, so, ladies and gentlemen, that is our World News Daily Report. I'm glad you brought up the gnomes. Okay, so we're at 55, so I got a minute. I was, um, somehow, I don't know how it came up, but on, on Friday, I was like, wouldn't it be funny if we did a book, like, talking about me and Bruce, right, doing a book on, instead of the seven dwarves, the seven bitches, a guide to your girlfriend's personalities. Huh. Right? And then, like, each one is, like, a page, and it, um, it's, like, a page, and at the very top, instead of, like, it's just saying, oh, hangry, or whatever, because, you know, I get hangry. Hangry. I get emotional. Cunty. I was, yes, I was, like, there. Calm down. <laughs> Calm down. Um, and then I was, like, the two types of horny, the regular horny, the period horny, and then, you know what I mean, you go through it, and I was, like, but each one is visualized by a gnome dressed as that thing. Or whatever, right? So I was like, how funny would that be? And then it's like, and then you kind of give like a practical guide and to then men. You, then next week in Ireland, one of our <laughs> listeners has come out with this book and now you're like, fuck! I, I know, right? But that is just, it would be so funny. He was like, let's do it! And I was like, imagine that. I was like, you know, hangry. It's like, now gentlemen, <laughs> under no circumstances do you let her get hangry. And if she does, don't ignore make any, everything. And don't make any sudden movements. Yeah, don't make any sudden movements. But then, uh, so we were, it was just so funny. Always we carry a Snickers around. I know. But I just thought it was so funny. I was like, how fucking hilarious would that be? But anyway, so we'll have to like look into that. I don't know. We should do, I think we should do a World News Daily Report. I, I just told and Nate. And submit it. I just told Nate today. I was like, I, my dream job is probably to write for World News Daily Report. I know. I'm like, we should do one and submit it and see if they'll take it. We should. If they ever fucking answered anybody back. God well, damn yeah, it. Right now, we're so goddamn busy and Kathy has you running crazy. Nine more. Jenny's coming out. back. Yeah, I know. But I'm like, once it, well, I'm insanely busy to the point where she was like, oh my God, are we going to have to go on hold again? Because we can't, I don't think we can take it anymore. But um, when it starts to slow down, we should start doing like a project like that where you yep. come over one day and we'll just type one up and submit it and see if right. they'll take it. We'll, <laughs> we'll read it. Should we read it on air first and let the people know? Well, if they take it, yeah. Well, 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 we can maybe we could like you know just say, hey, we've done a World News Daily report. We've submitted it. Standby. Let's see if they take it or not. We'll have to find out what the submission process is. All right. So if you guys have any funny news stories that you've been finding, because I've been scouring social media and can't find anything. Um, yeah, it has please, been a little dry. It's been very dry. Voice. Please, you know, forward them to our email at straightfromthenet at gmail.com or find us on Facebook or find me on the Twitter. I'm and Jamie get in Jamie's straight, twat box, y'all. And get in my twat box. <laughs> ja- I'm Jamie at Straight From The Net. <laughs> and you can find Danielle on Snapchat, Instagram, and we're all over the place. Just fucking look us up, man. Yeah, Snapchat, I'm um, DannyGren123. I love Snapchat. I actually use Snapchat quite a bit. You do? I don't. Yeah, I, I actually, I, I dig it a little bit. Um, I mean, I put stuff on there that's, like, on the fly that I'm doing in real life. And, like, Facebook is just, like, you know, my normal daily whatever. But All right. So, yeah. yeah and then Danielle's going to tell you all about where to find us yes, I every am. other day. Okay. So, every Wednesday at 1 o'clock, you can find us on New York Daytime Radio. That's right. The WMLD, the voice of Hudson Rally Radio, actually lets us be on the radio up there. So, our Every Wednesday at 1 o'clock and on Saturday at 7 o'clock you can hit that replay and if you miss any of those that's alright because every Sunday that episode is being uploaded to SoundCloud, Spotify, TuneIn Radio, iPodcast, iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play Music and actually there's a couple other ones that apparently it automatically goes to but I still haven't figured them all yet and I'm too busy to like look them up yet so there's more. Yay! We were everywhere. Yeah, we're anywhere. everywhere. I know but until next time make good choices. Okay bye.